Chris Paul could potentially be back for the Phoenix Suns much sooner than expected. We'll go over what the injury is, the timetable he's already finished up, and whether it makes much sense at all for him to come back sooner rather than later. Coming up on today's episode of Locked on Suns. Network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a contributor at suns.com as well as Dime Magazine, and a credentialed reporter covering the Suns for the past five seasons. Thank you guys for making Locked On Suns your first listen each and every day. You can find us on YouTube and every podcast platform. We are free everywhere, and the best way to keep us That way is to do exactly what you are already doing. Just one more favor, though. Scroll down a bit, hit that subscribe button, and follow along with everything we're doing. You can also hit us on Twitter, at LockedOnPHXSuns, if you ever find yourself there. Chris Paul is the news of the day. That is where we will start without further ado. The right thumb avulsion fracture that was reportedly supposed to keep him out, according to the Suns themselves, six to eight weeks from February 20th. Now, this game on Wednesday would mark uh, four and a half weeks, basically. Four weeks would have been Sunday, and then we're literally halfway through the week, so very easy to mark that off. And just in time... For the four-and-a-half-week mark, Sam Amick of The Athletic, who will actually be featured somewhat prominently in today's show because we have another Amick story to get to later on, reports actually after being at the Kings game, Sam is based in Sacramento, um, that in addition to the workout that we all saw Chris Paul take part in, that he will also be a potential to play in Wednesday's game. So it's it's not just the progress of warming up on the court. It is that he is actually much, much closer than any of us thought. So I will read to you a bit about what the uh, specifics were here. Quote, sources say Paul, whose team issued timetable of six to eight weeks on February 20th, would have slated his earliest return date for April 3rd, is likely to return even sooner. Some sources close to the situation wouldn't even rule out a Paul return for Wednesday's game at Minnesota, but these coming days will be key in determining the exact timing of it all. Much sooner than anybody thought. I think that I just need to repeat that. But we'll get into whether he should return or what exactly it would mean, what the pros and cons might be. But I wanted to just kind of set the stage again with a reminder of what exactly the injury was. So I believe when I actually first talked about it that I had assumed it was related to the collision that he had with Dennis Schroeder that I guess sort of precipitated the technical foul. Because if you remember, Paul actually got a technical foul and then a second one right after during the whole dust-up related to his injury in that Rockets game leading into the All-Star break. And I had thought it was the Schroeder, the Schroeder bump that resulted in Paul getting hurt. And it wasn't. It was actually his hand hitting and and bending backward against Jay Sean Tate's arm when he was throwing a pass, Paul. So again, a right thumb avulsion fracture is what we're talking about. Brian Sutterer, uh, he is a YouTube sports scientist. He did a pretty good video that I would recommend. I know the PHNX folks 
did uh, an interview with a sports doctor as well back when the injury first happened. But what you basically need to know, it's the thumb bending the wrong direction is really what causes it. But the problem is the UCL, the thumb ligament right there, is connected to the bone. So when the ligament pulls, when the thumb bends the wrong direction, there are such small bones in a thumb that will actually pull the thumb bone off of the rest of the thumb. And that's from what I've been able to gather and back then and then refreshing my memory recently is exactly what Chris Paul is going through. Now, come to find out the secondary thing that can happen is the muscle, sort of that webbing on your thumb between your index finger and your thumb, the muscle that resides below that is can potentially form a lesion, a, a kind of swell, and then get caught underneath of the ligament after it has been pulled off and kind of get up underneath of where that bone came loose from is what it sounds like. And that would be the thing that would necessitate surgery. So that is where we basically are today. If you assume that Sam is onto something here, that the return could be much sooner than six weeks, even if it wasn't Wednesday in Minnesota, maybe it's a few games after that, but we're still not to the even the low end of what the prognosis was from the team. If that's all true, then what you would assume from the scientific standpoint, the medical standpoint, is that that lesion from the muscle did not get involved. It didn't swell up and get caught in the bone ligament situation. And what that would mean is that probably the pulling off of that bone wasn't significant enough to where the bone was not able to then mend itself. That just setting it and having it in the splint that he had it, that that fusion happened by way of the body's normal course of action and it did not require healing via surgery. That would be the optimistic outlook. Obviously, there's also the potential that, in fact, Paul is coming back early, that that healing has not taken place. Maybe that that muscle is involved, but surgery is going to force him to miss so much time that it's not really in the question and then becomes, can you just manage the thumb? Obviously, I would assume that would create a larger risk of re-injury. It would maybe affect the way that he approaches the game in terms of can he shoot, can he pass, can he play defense the way that he wants to, would he be relying on his left hand, etc. Those are all questions if, in fact, he is coming back sooner than he maybe should in an ideal circumstance. You start to ask a lot of those questions, and the answers are not always good. So that's where we will hit next, talk about whether Chris Paul should come back, and obviously, with the big caveat that we do not know what is going on in his right hand, and we can only guess, but we will guess. First, though, it's that time of the year again. College basketball's tournaments are heating up. They are in the midst. They are uh, thrilling, just like always. From the latest odds contest to even player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info this spring. BetOnline remains the best spot for scores, podcasts, and even news this season, so inform your betting. Find the latest info that you need at Bet Online, and it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering info, including live bets on all sports and even your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the latest trends and action. 
Maybe you uh, are really riding this Arizona run. I know that I personally have been. I believe that they are one of the favorites. I think they're still just behind Gonzaga, but you can get good odds on anybody to win the tournament because there's really not a favorite. That's one of the best things. You pick a team you really feel good about. It's very, very risky, but it can also be a lot more fun to follow them. So maybe get in on that local pride and bet the uh, Kerr Creesa-led squad and have some fun with it. But again, whatever you are doing, Get up to the minute info and news, podcasts, scores, everything at Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. Today's show also brought to you by Athletic Greens, who are unveiling a new product that I've literally been using every day lately. That is AG1. You don't have time, you don't have the money, you don't have the knowledge really to find a supplement to follow to support every single one of your problems to answer every single one of your concerns but AG1 packs a ton of different vitamins as well as energy and protein and a bunch of other good stuff into one delicious scoop mixed with water that can start your day the right way and that's exactly what I've been doing with athletic greens with AG1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Basically nothing that it doesn't at least help you with if you do it right, if you do it every day. And that's exactly what I've been doing. As I said, I definitely feel a little bit more energetic. I like to start the day with it. It tastes pretty good. It's not like most vitamins or nutrients or supplements that you pack down and you put them in a smoothie or something just to disguise the taste. It's totally fine on its own. It's thick, it's it's citrusy, it's sweet, it's very delicious, and the gut health part is the biggest thing for me. You don't even feel bloated or bogged down like you might normally when you start your day with AG1. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, of course, all one word, athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The big question, once we heard Sam Amick's report that Paul could be imminently returning, is whether that's the right thing to do. And I think that that's actually a bigger conversation than maybe you would think. I would imagine a lot of you hearing that or thinking, well, if Chris is healthy, if he's warming up on the floor and for anybody to see him, then he must really be okay. And and therefore he should come back. Why not? Well, as we just talked about, the injury is kind of unique and complicated. So if there is the ability for it to heal any more then that in and of itself should be pretty useful. You don't also want to put any more wear and tear on the body part if there is a chance of re-injury, which I would think without surgery, even if the lesion stuff didn't happen, that there would be some risk of that. Well, you don't want to, maybe if it's one out of every thousand hits onto the thumb, well, maybe not playing five more games would limit those hits onto the thumb and, and take out a few of the thousand. But that's the scientific aspect of it. That's the medical part that I am not the expert on. I see it two ways. I think the biggest pro of coming back is conditioning. Um, And Sam Amick did say, quote, his conditioning, he wrote this, his conditioning, it seems, is a significant factor in terms of the internal calculus here. Now it's just a matter of picking the best reintegration plan. 
And then Sam goes on to say, there's no reason to rush back Paul at all, which I would agree with. I would say that the main pro would be to give him that run, to give him more games in the regular season, to get back up to speed, to get his wind back, to just, you know, get back into playing shape because he has missed over a month now, even if he is coming back early. That's the big positive of returning sooner rather than later is if he were to come back on Wednesday, he would get 10 games. If it's Thursday, it's nine games, whatever it might be. He is giving himself quite a bit of time to work himself back up to speed. That's the obvious reason to come back. The other reason to come back would be to be part of breaking the franchise win record, which I think the Suns are on pace to do anyway. I mean, they are on pace, but I'm saying I think they can do it even without Chris Paul because they've won five straight games without him. And that's all they need to win. They only need to win five more. Five out of 10 is all they need to do. So with or without Paul, I think they're going to get there. I guess I could understand Paul wanting to help contribute toward that. I don't know how much that's really would drive a decision like this, but I, I could see why that would matter. That's it, though. I mean, the only other way to look at this is, would be as a negative, would be that it it furthers the risk of re-injury. It adds wear and tear. It is unnecessary and, and risky and and everything else. It's, it's sooner than it needs to be. It's... Um, not worth it. I mean, that's the bottom line. Um, I just guess from my perspective, unless they really have done some sort of math or Paul has expressed to them that he needs as much time as he can get in order to get back to 100%, I don't know. But other than those types of things, I don't exactly see what the point here would be. And I don't know if those pros outweigh the cons. I think the cons are this is a player who we already think of as being fairly injury prone and has had struggles staying healthy through long playoff runs basically any time that he's had the opportunity to do it. So if he's already struggling with an injury and you have any sort of even 1% worry that this guy could struggle further with it, then I don't know why you would force him out there. I don't know what there is to gain. I really don't. At face value, it seems way more risky than it's worth. And it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Four and a half weeks for something that six to eight weeks was already kind of like, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be a matter of healing. That's what this injury is. So six to eight was already sort of a general, broad, vague guess almost, estimate. And so to beat that by this much just feels like um, risk with a high tolerance for it, I guess. We'll see. Chris Paul knows his body. I mean, that's the thing I'm sure about all the hand injuries that he's suffered and everything else and getting uh, through injuries over the course of his career is he he probably has a better sense of his own recovery speed and how much he's going to be able to recover, what his pain level is, what the limitations are and what he can do while that injury is, is still healing. He knows all of that way more than I do. I guess I'm just trying to be the voice of reason and, and at least advocate for hold on here. Let's not dive into something that's not going to be fully necessary or worth it. We'll move on to Giannis Antetokounmpo and the other Sam Amick story that I was referencing because I think it's funny and I kind of want to make fun of Giannis because he is usually bulletproof in that regard, but he uh, he is building the legend of the 2021 finals up a little bit, it seems, and wants to take a little bit more of the credit there for a superhero performance that he's crafting for himself. So we'll dive into that. We'll have some fun here to close out the show. But first, guys, today's show brought to you by Rock Auto. 
the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible to go to your local chain auto parts store to get everything that you need. So why bother with the guy behind the counter when you could go to Rock Auto? I personally am in the market for a new car and uh, I'm trying to go hybrid or electric, but it's like, are they going to have the parts? It's going to be dramatically more expensive. Am I going to have a nightmare on my hands every time I have a simple fix? Well, I actually decided to go poke around at Rock Auto and they even have parts for those more complicated engine builds. Yes, that's right. If you have made the switch, you can also take part in Rock Auto. But the bottom line is they have what you need. It's easy to find and it's cheap to buy. That's really all you need to know. 20 years in the business, Rock Auto uh, has been serving auto parts customers. They have also been doing it online for that whole time, which means they really know the importance of efficiency, of speed, of simplicity, and that's exactly what you'll find when you go to rockauto.com. All you have to do is type in the car that you have, scroll down to the part that you need, click purchase, and it's at your door within days. So go to rockauto.com right now, check out everything they have for your car or truck, and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So as I mentioned, Sam Amick taking uh, full advantage of his hometown of Sacramento being in the news. So we are double dipping with Sam Amick stories for some reason today. Just perfect timing to get the athletics and publicity. But as I mentioned, Giannis Antetokounmpo was the subject of Sam's other story. And the bottom line from that one is that, well, not the bottom line, but really the, the highlight, the pullout quote here is about the left knee hyperextension. I guess it's also an injury show today in addition to being a Sam Amick show. Left knee hyperextension. Everybody remembers it's like an, an ostrich that that fell over is what Giannis looked like after coming down, catching a rebound in I believe game four or five of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Hawks. First of all, everybody thinks, okay, Giannis is done for the series and the Hawks are going to win. Well, that part didn't happen. Drew and Chris Middleton were incredible down the stretch of that series and actually won it. Then, of course, the finals come around. Nobody thinks Giannis is playing at least to begin that series, let alone uh, who knows when it might, you know, game three, game four, we don't know. Well, he does play, of course, and is incredible from the jump. But here's what he said. If my, quote, if my leg had hyperextended one more time, I was done. So let me go down. Okay. Here's what he said after that. There's nothing to cut that was in there. It was torn already. It was out. The piece that protected me from an MCL or ACL tear. There's a thing in your leg that protects you when you hyperextend your knee that doesn't let you go all the way back. So that thing was torn. So if I had gone all the way back again, that'd be it for me. And if you're grimacing, I did too. Giannis also emphasized it with the clap, which sounds um, ugly even more so than just the mental image. Yeah, that sounds like when he reversed his knee the wrong way, that thing that stops our knees from doing that tore. So if he had done it again, I don't even want to know what that would have looked like, sounded like, felt like whatsoever. But what I think is funny is just the like the legend building that he is doing here. So he goes on, uh, Sam asked him, okay, why did you continue to play when that was such a high risk? And he says, I have this mentality like with my mom and dad when they were working back home in Greece, they felt no pain. 
That's how I'm raised. That's how I'm built. So even if that was the right thing to do, which would be to not play, no, the way my mindset that wasn't for me. So, okay, things in the finals went well. We won the championship. Great, but now we've got to leave it in the past. Funny that he says leave it in the past because he absolutely does not do that, which is just, uh, again, I, I think the world of Giannis, I'm, I love to watch him. Um, it's by no means any sort of uh, knock on him necessarily, but it is a little bit funny, especially if we could be on our way to a potential rematch that he is fluffing this thing up. He is a guy who likes to say that he doesn't do this, that he doesn't care about the nonsense of NBA superstardom and fame in the in America and all that type of stuff, and he's kind of above it and whatever. And then he gives this interview where he kind of plays dumb a little bit on some things and then builds his own thing up. And here's the play dumb part. So Sam says, yeah, people talk about KD's shot and if his foot wasn't over the line or Chris Paul getting hurt became a thing. Then Giannis says, who got hurt? Chris Paul didn't get hurt. There's no way you didn't hear about this. I didn't hear about that. And then Sam says, Chris was struggling with his hand, but that didn't come out until afterward. And then Giannis, I'm going to say this. I got hurt too. I got hurt too. But here's the thing. Fans say, oh, Giannis, you had game, you had 50. I don't want to hear that ever again because without Drew winning game three, et cetera, et cetera. He goes on and on. Everybody contributed, blah, blah, blah. What's ridiculous is that if he has to know that Chris Paul got hurt. It was big news everywhere. He got surgery. It came out right after the finals and then has been talked about since. There's no way that that wasn't on the scouting report for the team, that he was favoring one hand over the other, that the Patrick Beverly hit and everything else, that he was dealing with injuries, that he was getting uh, turned away from, from how f- physical Drew was being. He couldn't dribble. He couldn't shoot. We all could see it. So for Giannis to say, oh, I have no idea. I, I only knew my own injury. I only knew that my leg was going to snap in half and I didn't see anything else. It's just a little bit funny. That's all. Uh, Giannis deserves all the credit that he got. He was incredible. You don't score game 50 in a deciding finals. You don't score 50 in a game six deciding finals game and not get a ton of credit. He clearly is an incredible player. He deserves all of it. But um, for somebody who wants to say that they do not buy into all the narrative and silliness. He very much gave into it in this interview, adds a little bit of spice to this matchup going forward. And uh, I would imagine that this some of this might get back to Suns players. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't rise to, the, rise to that level, but you and I can have some fun nevertheless. That'll close us out today, guys. We'll talk about defense on tomorrow's show. Does Mikhail Bridges have a chance at Defensive Player of the Year? So subscribe below if you want to catch that show and everything else we have going on this week, Aaron Edwards, his weekly visit will be post-game after the Minnesota contest, so that will be fun. Don't go anywhere. We're here every day. Thanks for making Locked on Suns your first listen to start your day every single day. Now go make Locked on NBA your second listen to catch up on everything from around the league on Monday night.